Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining. We have a lot to get to in this episode. First of all, we have the jobs report out today. Payrolls grew by 261,000, which is both good news and bad news. I'll explain what this means for the Fed, how they're going to decipher this and take away from it. We also have news that Apple has grown very big. There's news articles saying that Apple is bigger than Amazon, Alphabet, and Meta combined. Those three companies combined, Apple's a juggernaut. We have some concerning news that one of my biggest holdings is doing dilution. The big bad D word, dilution. That's 2,475,000 additional shares. Now, Vici is trading down over 3% as a result of this announcement. In this episode, I'm going to go over dilution and explain the good and bad and why in this situation, not only is dilution not bad, it's actually good. And then we also have important news. It's Friday. We can't forget to check in on TikTok and see what the investors over there are doing. This investor, this young man has decided to quit college. He doesn't like college and he wants to pursue a career in investing. He wants to become an investing savant and multiply his money enough that he can support himself with it. Here's him laying out his plan. College for real. Failing all my classes, hate this shit. I'm gonna get rich. I'm gonna get rich on the stock market. They'll never see me coming. I'm already rising. I'm already rising. Just wait. Million dollars soon. All up there. So he wants to quit college and do investing full time and he's off to a good start. He's up 437% in the past three months. He's turned $1,000 into $6,000. That's pretty impressive, especially in this market. Now he does have a follow-up video to this one. So we get to check in and see how his dreams are going of being a full-time investor. So as always, we have a lot to get into in this episode, a lot of news to cover. If you like this type of content, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel with the bell notification. Let's go ahead and jump into the passive income portfolio. This is a dividend growth portfolio. I track it every week. It's real money. And this year has been very difficult, even for this very conservative portfolio. This is one that's actually pretty well suited for this type of environment. I invest in a lot of boring, highly durable companies that have so far avoided massive destruction. They've avoided huge downfalls. I have a couple companies in the red. We're in the red by a bit on Disney. That's my biggest loser so far. Then a couple other companies were down a couple thousand dollars in, but we also have a lot of them that were in the green currently. The restaurant category, we have Texas Roadhouse and Starbucks. We're in the green on Texas Roadhouse and Starbucks is having a good day as well. The company just recently reported their earnings. It was better than expectations. The company overall is doing well. Starbucks is up over 8% today. That is a result of a good earnings report and positive news from China. China might be loosening their restrictions on the zero COVID policy. If that happens, they should have better sales in China. That also affects any Chinese stock and it's affected Estee Lauder and Nike. Now, outside of Starbucks having good earnings results, we also have some news from Vici. Vici Properties said the bad word, stock offering, dilution. They're diluting the shareholder. They announced that just yesterday and the shares are trading down as a result. See, a problem is with the word dilution, a lot of investors are still viewing it like this. Mr. Sab. Mark! Mark! He's wired in. Sorry? He's wired in. Is he? Yes. How about now? You're still wired in? You issued 24 million new shares of stock. You were told that if new investors came along... How much along, were your shares diluted? How much were his? 
He seems pretty upset about the dilution. And it seems like a lot of investors have this gut reaction the same way. They look at Ed Petoniak issuing new shares and they go, how much are my shares going to be diluted? What is this going to cost me? How bad is this really going to be? Anytime they hear the word dilution, they translate that with the word bad. Dilution means bad. But in the case of real estate investment trusts, which Vici is, dilution is not bad. It's not a negative thing. Companies use dilution in different ways. The company like Snapchat, for instance, has diluted their share count over double, and most of that money has gone to both employees' compensation packages and executives' compensation packages. So the money they raise by diluting you goes to the employees and the executives. And what do the shareholders get out of that? Well, the stock usually doesn't do well as a result. And this is the case with so many tech companies. They continually dilute the shareholder, issuing more and more shares every single quarter, and that money goes into employees' pockets through stock-based compensation and the executives' pockets through their big bonuses. And in many cases, it doesn't find its way back to the shareholder. So it's understandable that a lot of investors associate dilution with a negative thing. In many cases, it is. But but this is where investors are wrong. In the case of Vici, dilution is actually a good thing, not a bad thing. Dilution is an integral part of Vici's business model. They raise more shares continually, but instead of paying executives big bonuses with it or paying employees huge stock-based compensation packages, the dilution in the case of Vici is used to buy more real estate at very good cap rates. It's called an accretive acquisition. They buy real estate and then on a per share basis, they can pay you more per share. So every time that Vici announces dilution, that should actually be viewed as a positive thing. That means the management of the company has found and identified a deal that they believe will be accretive to the investor, meaning that on a per share basis, it'll make you more wealthy. We can even look at the history of Vici and dilution. The last time that Vici announced major dilution was the acquisition of the MGM growth properties for a massive $17.2 billion. This was a huge amount of dilution. And if we look on the graph, this is when they said the D word, dilution, right about here. You can see after that, investors likewise got nervous. They sold out of the stock. Vici went from trading in the 30s to trading in the mid 20s. The stock price actually precipitously declined for over three months. Investors were very worried about how much dilution Vici was doing. But then as expected, when investors realized that the dilution was going to be accretive to the investor, the stock price started to race upwards. So the fact that most investors aren't discerning between good dilution and bad dilution leaves open opportunities. If investors mistakenly sell out of Vici for fear of this level of dilution, I will be buying more of this company. If it trades down from 31 to 29, 28, $27 per share, I'll be increasing my stake. Because in my judgment, I think this is good dilution. It'll ultimately benefit the shareholder from adjusted funds from operation on a per share basis. And again, I say this agreeing that in many cases, dilution isn't a good thing. In fact, in most cases, I don't view it as a good thing. It's really debatable how good it is for shareholders when tech companies issue enormous amounts of shares to pay stock-based compensation and executive compensation packages. In these cases, I think it's much more questionable and I see investors overall hesitancy. But with Vici, I'm not concerned. So anytime this stock drops, I'm going to be buying. Now, if we move on to some macro news here, this is the big headline of the day. The jobs report came out. I think the news media overcomplicates the jobs report. Here's a simple breakdown of what it looks like over a longer timetable. You can see that people are gaining jobs month over month, but we can also see a strong deceleration in job growth month over month. 
That is something the Fed is looking for. The Fed's goal is to have inflation come down and a very strong job market makes that more difficult. If people are fighting over jobs and the job market remains robust, it makes it so prices go higher, wages go higher, and inflation becomes more ingrained. So the Fed needs this number to come down month over month. It is doing that, but not as fast as they would like. They say, quote, the labor market's going from 100 miles per hour to 85, and the Fed's looking for 40 miles per hour. And we're still not very close to that. So things are slowing down, they're decelerating a little bit, but the Fed simply wants it to decelerate a lot faster. And that's really what this comes down to. The Fed needs inflation to go lower, and a really strong job market is making that a little bit more difficult. So I don't view this as neither a very good thing or a very bad thing. I think it just means that the Fed right now is still waiting for something to crack. They're still waiting for something to really slow down the economy so inflation can come down. And so far, the labor market hasn't cracked. Now, we also have some other news that I want to apologize for. That's right. I want to give an apology for this. I feel personally responsible for part of Apple's decline here. Apple's now valued at more than Amazon, Alphabet, and Meta combined. Those three juggernauts combined, Amazon, Alphabet, and Meta put together are still not as big of a company as Apple. That's how massive and successful Apple is. Now, this article is from MarketWatch, and if we dive into it, we see some interesting thing here. They say this comparison was flagged on Twitter by financial YouTuber Joseph Carlson. And if we click through to this, we see the tweet here. Apple is now worth as much as Meta, Amazon, and Google combined. This is just an offhand tweet. I didn't think this was that incredible of a a thing or a fact to, to tweet out, but it gained a lot of traction. It's had thousands of retweets, quote tweets, and over 17,000 likes on Twitter. The tweet itself is pushing over 3 million impressions. It's spread around all of social media with other people making similar comparisons, and other major publications are picking up the same headline. Now, the reason I want to apologize for this for any Apple shareholder, as you know, I'm a fan of the stock. I like Apple. I think they deserve to be a big company because I think they create a lot of value for a lot of people. And for the most part, I think they do a good job of really making their customer happy. But a lot of people don't feel the same way. And when they see this pointed out, they think Apple's too big and they need to be regulated. A lot of comments, in fact, hundreds of comments are pointing out how Apple's simply too big and regulators should step down on them. So if this leads to regulators being angry at Apple, I sincerely apologize to any Apple shareholder. Now, as tradition, every Friday, we like to look at other investors and see what they're doing. Maybe we can improve. In this case, we're going to be looking at this young investor and his plan for quitting college because he's frankly sick of it, and becoming an investing savant. He wants to multiply his gains enough that he can get to a million dollars and simply retire on his investments. And he references in his video his incredible performance over the past three months. I'm already rising. I'm already rising. Just wait. Million dollars soon. He's already up 400 plus percent. He says he's going to have a million dollars soon. Let's go ahead and check in on him. Let's see the recent update and how this has gone. So basically, the company that I thought was going to go up went down 30% in one day. So all my positions just got completely wiped out. And then I made another bet that it was going to go up and it did. But I slept through the market because I took a nap and lost everything. I don't know who this is, but we got to get these type of people started on dividend investing. It's more fun than gambling because at the end of the day, you actually have a chance of making money. This plan was doomed to fail from the start. It wasn't because he slept through his bet. That wasn't why he lost. It was this or next time. But either way, it was a matter of time for him to lose his money. And I feel bad for people that start investing this way because I think it can sour their view on investing. So if you know people like this that are using the market to gamble, 
reach out to them, show them my channel, get them started on dividend investing, buying blue chip quality companies at reasonable prices, and watching that money really compound over time. It's not boring if you do it correctly. Investing is fun. It is exciting. Seeing your passive income grow year over year from $300 to $1,700 to $3,000 to $5,600 and to continue increase on a year over year basis and a monthly basis is addicting and fun. Seeing passive income pour into your account every single week from different companies is also fun. And then using that passive income to be able to buy additional companies is even more fun. Seeing this cycle of growth continue over and over again in down markets or up markets is a fun thing. So if you know young investors like this, trying to step into the stock market, guide them away from gambling. Guide them away from the casino into the productive company. They'll have a much more fun experience and they're not going to lose all their money like they are in these cases. So that's all for this episode. I know it's a shorter one, but we have a lot more content coming out next week. I have some exciting episodes planned. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and I'll see you next time.